Greetings, Padawans, and welcome to the archives. Here to unlock this holocron is the man of the hour, Jedi Master Sotiko. So, ladies and gents, hopefully you're all doing well. We've got my boy Van Seal, your boy Sotibo. We are live. On the season finale, how about that? The the season finale of the Archives Podcast, episode 19. Episode 20 will be the first episode of season 2, and that's going to take place January the 3rd. We've had, what, Keg, JT, Fred, MJ, you, me. I think that's it. Six different hosts... Me and Van Seal holding up the the absolute the absolute ends of the ship, keeping the ship afloat out here. And we're ready to rumble. We're ready to rumble. So first off, to kick things off, how have you been this past week? Good. I know we just kinda of wrapping up the rest of the year. Um like yeah, just good. Just kind of reflecting on like you know how much is how how fast this last year went and or this year you know and just how like you know looking at Galaxy Heroes and how just the state of the game and kind of you know trying to connect the dots from from literally a year ago today today and just kind of like it's kind of crazy where how the game's at. I, I'm not sure how I feel the state of the game at the moment. Mm-hmm. I'm see because I'm so far behind you. I'm sitting here optimistic. Like, I have four GLs to build in the next 12 to 18 months, you know? And that's awesome. And I, I yeah. think they're doing that. And that's the thing. Like, I'm, I'm, I don't want to sound negative, but I know exactly what they're doing. Um, they're trying to get all the top players to quit the game. And that sounds really weird. And, like, it doesn't sound like it makes any sense. Like, why would you have your whales quit? Well, your whales aren't whaling anymore. Yeah. That's the issue. It's like, um, you know, we the, the top players in the game and the top guilds, we have so many teams and so many characters and so many different strategies. And, you know, most of us have been playing the game for eight years, so we have a lot of, you know, veterans, a lot of experienced players. You know, when something new comes out, it's like, well, why do we need it? We, we already have, you know, a million teams that can do X, Y, Z. Mm-hmm. So whales aren't whaling anymore. So right now they're catering towards newer players, which they, sh- which they always should have been doing that from the start. But they're catering towards newer players to help expedite the farm because the grind, the farm, the journey is honestly the best part of the game. I think so. That's like what you're looking forward to, and I think something that you know, yeah, it's gonna be a lot easier for you to do. But for older players, yeah, they definitely want us out. They want they want to kick us out. They wanna they want us to quit. Um, just because we're not the ones, we're not supporting the game as much as we we've, we've been in the past. So, it almost feels like every two weeks I, I get someone from my guild or a, a guild that I know of that's very close to the GP of my guild, like leaving the game. It's uh, and those players are all are very very hard to replace. Oh, hundred percent. Do you think it's so, yeah. also like because when? This is how I view it, because I know how the game works, and I know how the gaming industry works. A player like me, like, you look at your roster compared to mine, Mm -hmm. 
everything on my roster that's purple level 80 five stars is at least yeah. like relic three if not gear 12 with a couple zetas for you um meaning there's so much more for me to do and the only like stuff for you to do is the tedious stuff like red crating every single conquest um do, saving up crystals to get the new marquee characters um wailing to get these new epic confrontations um so i get a hundred percent your perspective because that kind of stuff that you have to do just isn't fun well that's the thing we don't have to do that that that's why that's why they're catering towards the uh the new generation of like end game players is because a lot of us aren't like we're not whaling we're not saving up crystals for the new thing anymore because this game is on autopilot like we know it's gonna be free in like three months mm -hmm. you know we know it's gonna be farmable and like like and and gear is not an issue for us so like end game players like we don't have issues with gear we don't have issues with like any of it it's just like if i get a new character I just go like bup, 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 yeah kairos really aren't a, no. a worry and i'm even no. getting to that point where so, yeah so and i'm snagging and then, like 15 at a time too, so it's like we have we have we have because we're we've been playing the game for eight plus years it's like we have such a deep mod inventory so it's like i think they want us out because you know we're not we used to be the ones that would wail and buy this and that's like you're always going to get a couple of people but mo for the most part like the top guilds the top players there's no need there's, yeah. there's literally no need to get the new thing because i mean i mean the, one of the newest characters that just came out dark trooper moff gideon he's broken right now he's not even working properly <laughs> is he actually so broken kinda, yeah yeah there's parts of his kids that aren't functioning properly so you can't even judge him properly at the moment um so it's just like, you know, for the the new, it's like they used to get hundreds and thousands and tens of thousands of dollars out of the top end players. Now they're not even getting, you know, a fraction of that. Mm -hmm. They have to cater towards this broader, huge audience of people that are behind. Or I'm sorry, sorry, behind, but like, you know, people that are still grinding away at a lot of things. People are like, you know, newer players. No, for sure. We're like years behind the current meta. Um, but it's like they cater it. to you guys and they offer something that's much cheaper and you guys are gonna be like this is a crazy deal how can i say no to it exactly um, no, i see that so so they're catering towards a bigger audience for smaller prices as opposed to a small audience for huge prices like you know before they can get like three to four hundred dollars per player in some of the top guilds for a new character now you're not getting a dollar out of some people now mm -hmm. so so yeah they are catering towards new people because here's the thing it's like if let's say give, i'll give you a scenario like if the whole like the top end of this game the top the best of the best the, the top one percenters quit the game then all of a sudden everybody else is going to spend way more so they could be that top one percent 100 percent. so the reason those people aren't spending right now is because it's like, well, they're gonna have to invest tens of thousands of dollars on mods and this and that just to even get to that level. It's not even worth it. But if you mm -hmm. eliminate the top players, now all of a sudden you have that 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 uh, that void of like, hey, they're all gone. Now it's our chance to be, it. and then they then you become the new spenders because you're like you, you want to be at the top. Yeah. But there's such a there's such a huge gap between the top one percent and the rest of the game right now. I mean, 
the new raid, by the way, uh, my guild's probably gonna get the, the, the max crate next next time we do it. Um, it, it. We're doing basically an R8 to R9 per week for free. Jesus. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's really crazy. I'm just like, dude, I don't know what my roster's gonna look like in eight to nine months if I'm still playing. But it's just like, that's such a, that is such a huge discrepancy. That's why they want the top players gone. They want us out. They really do, because nothing in this game is catering towards us anymore, which is fine. I mean, but, uh, you know, that's why I think they're, they're trying to get us out. They want they want new blood. They want to get out the old blood, bring in the new blood. That's, yeah, and I get that. And the, the analogy to what you just said that came to mind was Ford. So when Ford first started making cars, the Model T cost Ford $950 to create just a car to create a car in today's money that's about $33,000 just to produce the car then you're gonna want like you're gonna want to sell that for 50,000 to make some money but no one's gonna buy a average car for that much money so Ford's initial pitch was hey if you're wealthy you can get from point a to point b so much quicker if you use this car but they realized around the industrial revolution that they would make a lot more money if they could produce cheaper cars for the everyman because everyone wanted a car just no one could afford them and as soon as ford started manufacturing cars at $300 rather than 950 they started to then sell so many cars and I think that's what capital games EA sports that's what they're doing and you have to a give them credit because everyone always says like if there's five gas stations on a corner if one of them just reduced their prices by 20 cents they'd get all the business yet in the industries normally there's the competitive pricing and this game really doesn't have a competitor whether it be star wars um battlefront like there's no competitor to the star wars it's nothing yeah so they can realistically put their price points wherever they want so i'm glad that they kept it cheap because i've only ever put 60 dollars into this game I don't want to go above that, but where we're at with it, I I feel for the top one percenters because there just isn't much for you guys to do. Yeah, and, and the thing was, the, the one of the biggest drives for us was like, I always say this about this game, is you have to make your own content because sometimes there just isn't. You have to, you have to make up things to like almost like like pretend play as a, as a kid you have to make up your own like story or destiny or whatever to have fun um in gac you have to make things interesting by doing stupid stuff and that i don't know anyways um one of the things that uh made it really fun for the top people was um you know i i've told you uh, i've told you this about the gauntlet is we know who we're fighting when we're fighting yeah and that's the one luxury we have that the rest of the game doesn't. So, if you're playing the same people all the time, almost like like a, like 
you know, think about it like Little League or like, you know, like, um, or like a beer league, you know, for, for softball or something like Adult League. Like, if you know, you have a schedule, you know who you're playing, you're, you're probably going to bump heads with people and, you know, there's a lot of trash talking, and, you know, and you got to be, everyone's competitive. So it's just like, you know, yeah, there's going to be some this... dates circled on that calendar. Yeah, exactly. And, and it becomes fun because then it's like, oh, yeah. cool. It's like, this is something the rest of the community or the rest of the game doesn't get to experience. So this is ours. You, you We kind of had this like exclusive feel like this is really cool. And people are moving guilds and it's almost like, you know, it's almost like people getting traded from teams like mm -hmm. you know in a real sport it's really cool uh, and that's starting to go away now because so many of the top end players are quitting and it's like you know when you're when you're facing a guild that used to like oh i hate those people because blah 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 is there and they talk shit about me and no 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 and all that stuff and then you take a look <laughs> at it it's like well they're not there anymore all the people that were talking shit are gone mm -hmm. it's like you know that that whole that whole reason that that competitiveness to beat that guild is kind of no longer there. Mm -hmm. um, and the higher you go in terms of like like GP, like I think I'm in like the third, either the third or the fourth highest GP guild in the game. Um, the higher you go, the more autopilot things seem. Because like I said, the higher you go, the just the bigger the gap is between the guild below you. And, it's, and then the guild below that guild, it's just like, it's even crazier um so yeah it's it's almost like you know that whole thing like it's lonely at the top of the mountain but it's like that's true it is getting it's getting it's getting like that quite a bit which is really interesting i never thought i'd actually say that about this game yeah and look i'm i come from a game i come from two games where i comfortably sat at the top of the mountain for the better part of 10 years you know, so I get it hundred percent. You're at like, you get to a point where it becomes just part of a routine rather than what you do for fun. Yeah. And for me, and we have so many characters in this game. It's like, yeah, like, like give you an example. I mean, I'm not, I'm still, you know, under TOS. I'm not allowed to go into like TW strats or anything, but it's like, there's so many teams where it's like, our last TW, we never used Bofit Sinajango. I don't think we even used Afra with her Datacron. Don't think we even used the new Dark Troop Moff Gideon. <laughs> um, you know, these are like all characters where it's like triple Omi TW, and it's like we don't even need to use them anymore. And mm -hmm. now we're getting we're getting Bo Katan, a brand new team, and then we're also getting uh, Bane. Bane looks pretty cool. Bane looks a lot like there's yeah. a lot of fun that can be had with him. Dope. Another team is another team as well, and it's just like they're like, when are they gonna stop? And most people are like, most people are like, well, you just have to have the top was the top 22 or the no top 16, top 16, because you set eight teams on defense, and you you know you have eight teams you have to kill in TW on paper, you know. But it's like. It gets to the point where we already have eight Galactic Legends, so now it's that top 16 turns into a top eight. Yeah. And when you say, who are the best eight teams in the game? You're just like, there's too many. There's just too That's many. And a lot I of people, a lot of with... people have this, like, this, this uh, idea of like, well, when, a, when one team comes in, you rotate the other team out. It's like, but the, the thing is like, if you have so much ammunition, so much extra teams, whatever you sit on defense is not going to stand a chance. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, this counter might be that counter, but because there's so many extra teams, 
you have like five or six options to be the same team for the same banners. It's just like, that's why I'm saying we don't care if new characters come out anymore because why do we need them? Exactly. It's just like another toy in the toy box at the end of the day. Dude, the toy box is full. Like it's overflowing. <laughs> there's toys on the floor. There's toys on the ceiling. There's toys in the sink. There's toys everywhere. It's just like, and they're not doing a good job do? of picking them up. <laughs> um, they need to rework the game modes, but unfortunately, I don't think they ever will. And making the board sizes bigger doesn't solve anything either. That just no. makes that just gives us more time to do the same thing. Um, I know that just makes Arnold's streams even longer. You know. <laughs> <laughs> There's only so much EDM I can listen to on a daily basis. Um, I mean, if, if they if they double the board size of GAC, I might have to do like a we're only streaming half of GAC, or I'll do a part one today, part two tomorrow. I don't know because it's just like it, it's just it's the same thing. It doesn't it doesn't change. It's been the same game mode for like three plus years. Mm-hmm. Which is odd. I would think at some point they'd make some sort of change to it, like. Abandoning 3v3 or doing something with the board where 3v3 is always there, but north, south, you have 5v5s, back wall, 3v3, something like that. I don't know, but... Like I said, you have to make up your own content. You gotta, you gotta change the way you play for it to feel like a different game mode. It's like today, I set all AGLs. Clear, and, and my plan went exactly the way it went. I was like, I'm going to clear two zones. I'm going to kill everything but his Leia, which I end up doing. And I'm like, all right, let's see if he can beat me. Mm -hmm. He said three, maybe four GLs. I don't know. But I'm like, you got to. <laughs> you got to kill eight, bucko. It's like, it's like when you have your, like I said, it's literally like, I love the toy <laughs> analogy because it makes perfect sense. It's like if you're playing through Star Wars toys and you're getting bored, it's like, all right, well, you know what? I'm going to give Darth Vader all the Jedi, all the clones, all the Separatists, and I'm going to beat them with just my Boba Fett. It's like, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. It's just like, mm -hmm. if you're using the same fights with the same toys, it's just like, dude, this is getting boring. I got to, I got to mix it up. Yeah. And even today with my roster as small as it is. Um, cause I went through and I did this little in-depth battle plan for my opponent mm -hmm. because I, I needed to, I needed to win today and I could have taken, what was it? I could have taken my Padme team, which I've used probably a thousand times against a Qui-Gon Omicron team. But I was like, you know, have some fun. Who cares? Game's the game. So I used yeah. a low gear team came out perfect banners you know it, it's things like that that i enjoy about the game i enjoy learning more about the game but there is just a part of me at the same time that fears like i really don't want to get to that point where i'm trying to everything's done yeah yeah because right? yeah, then you have there's nothing to unlock you just like you there's nothing to do um when there's, no, when there's no chase, it's not... There's No, it's not fun. It's not yeah. fun. <laughs> I mean, the chase now for, for like my account is like, I'm like, oh, there's this one mod. I just want to get like 50 more flat speed out of it, and it's going to take me a month to do it. Like, that's literally what I do. It's just like... <laughs> 
And that just doesn't seem... No, it doesn't seem not enjoyable. My it's life. not necessary at all. It's shout entirely out, unnecessary. Shout out Aldi in the chat. Love you. Appreciate you. Hopefully you're staying safe in Iceland, dude. Um, What's going on, Aldi? How's it going, man? I hope that they add something to evolve the game. Like you yeah, say they, in every yeah, podcast I've heard you in, something above GLs or something equal to GLs. Well, that's going to happen no matter what. I think that I think we're done with GLs. I think they have to. Um, I, I honestly think having eight GLs is unhealthy. I think six, six would have been fine. Um, but they need they need to do something that takes away because they have been doing nothing but adding and adding and adding and adding to your roster for the last like you know like said eight years um they need to do something that limits what you can do and we've already seen that in conquest unfortunately that is not the right way to go about it when they have conquest no. they have feats that people just cannot do and it's like okay well that's that's different okay that I don't really agree with that because it makes people feel like they can't really play the game mode. Um, I'm talking about people that do have everything. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people that have everything will agree. They have When they have everything, it's like you worked on so many characters that are R8, R9, all these Omicrons, and they're just collecting dust. Literally. There's something wrong with that. There's something wrong with that picture. Um, so I think, and I, I think this is... This was an idea I came up with, uh, you know, about a month ago. I was like, I was like, that'd be so cool is if you had the option of join, joining GAC in a draft format. Yeah. Where literally you have access to anything in your roster, but you are going to be opening up packs. Like your roster gets put in packs and you open up packs and it's like you're guaranteed one GL or something. Everyone's guaranteed one GL. And you, you get what you get and you got to make the most out of it. I think that would keep things interesting. That would make things fun. Um, I, I think what the game is lacking more than anything, though, is just like a live game mode. Because you finish your dailies, you finish your mods, you finish this, that, the other. There's just nothing to do. It'd be cool if they added something similar to what you're saying, where you're given like a pre a preset on rotation pack of characters, pack of tunes that's that could be pre-modded everything done by the game and you have to f just essentially fill out a gag board maybe with a 5v5 5v5 3v3 in a fleet and then you have to go attack somebody and you keep going until you win and it's like a, a live tournament type game mode we I've, I've played game modes like that and they are really fun especially when they're incentivized with rewards and stuff like yeah I've always said you should want to keep people playing the game, but when you finish your dailies, you're done for 18 hours, like, logging in here and there, grabbing your bonus energy, simming, getting off the game, like, if that's what they want, that's their business model, cool, but, um, you know, like, WD-40, you always want it to be there. Yeah, I mean... Like for me, the other, the, the other new thing with me is I, I, I've been slowly, the last two years, cutting back the amount of money I spend per month on this game. Mm -hmm. um, I used to buy the uh, the Monday uh, Relic 
cargo packs, I think that's what they're called, every Monday, I was always like, oh, and there's some people that are just like, you have to buy it every Monday, every week, and it's like, dude, it's like, how, how much relic, like, like, does this amount of relic materials actually help me? Because it's like, they just keep adding more and more stuff, it's like, it, it, just, it feels like it's just, I'm just chasing infinity at this point. Yeah. So, I realized, 10 bucks a month, or 10 bucks a week, that's, that's, that adds up really quickly on top of Conquest, and I was buying the $10 pass for Conquest, I'm like, yeah. So I cut out the Relic Cargo Pack, I was like, right, I'll just do the Conquest Pass. Did the Conquest, I've been doing the Conquest Pass for well over a year, um, $10 one, and now, next year, I'm not buying it anymore. So, actually, not even next year, this year, Monday, when Conquest comes back, I'm not, I'm not buying, because I don't see the need. Um, for at least with my account where it's at, it's like, like you said, like, I, I don't have everything and I'm, I'm not even close to having everything, but it, it's to the point where it's just like, well, what do I need all this stuff for? Mm -hmm. Like, there's so many characters like, I don't even use anymore. I don't use them. They're still good. It's just, they're on the bench. Yeah. And when you're trying to get people to care about something, it's going to be tough because people will care about what they want to care about it's hard to force someone's hand especially in a a thing as big as star wars you know oh absolutely absolutely i mean like people i i, I love the amount of people that watch my streams and tune into my gcs because everyone knows i i hate it. i hate gc <laughs> I, I dog on it all the time and people love the game mode but they'll still watch me and i appreciate that about them and, and they, they get that they know that but i'm just like I'm just like, dude, like, like what I, I think people just need to like realize, like what, what, what do you have to do to get like enjoyment out of this game? Because at the end of the game, it's a game. And like, for me, it's like for, if you want to win GSC, like the one question I, I always ask people is like, and I'll ask you this, how do you win in GAC? Like, how, how do you win? Like, what is the goal? My GAC goal, honestly, is to finish between second and fourth no 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 no. so you're overthinking year year. it you're overthinking it what is, Listen, how do you man. how do you beat how do you beat gac like how do you win oh man how do you like, win like GAC? don't overthink it how do you win uh getting more banners than your opponent yes exactly yeah. that is the correct answer that is the absolute 100 correct answer you get more banners than your opponent nowhere in there does it talk about full clearing Nope. Nowhere in there does it talk about having Gakomis. Nowhere in there does it, you know, you like, you know what I mean? Like, you just have to get more banners. And that's it. And you just have to make that happen. And yep. I feel like so many people are caught up in this, like, I have to do every Gakomi. I have to full clear. If I don't full clear, I'm, I'm losing. And I'm like, I, I feel like that mentality, you're, you're a dinosaur. <laughs> like... That's, a, that's it, a Zircon mentality. <laughs> it is, though. It and, is. And, and and this game is so caught up. It's got people so caught up about just doing all these unnecessary things. Like, you're adding spinning rims on your spinning rims. And it's like, why? Mm -hmm. you, just need to, you just need to get more banners. You just need to do that. that that's it. <laughs> and I know a lot of people say, well, you, you got to be competitive. It's like, yeah, but like, there's, there's so many. There's like a million ways to skin a cat. Yep. And in GAC, it's like, I don't know. I feel like there's this giant illusion the community's created for themselves about how to how to be successful and how to win in GAC. Because even if, let's say, you do win a bunch, you're just gonna lose the next week because the way it's the way it's set up. Like you're you're gonna be placed against players that are two, three, four, five, six million GP ahead of you because you're winning a bunch, 
and you're gonna get punished for doing well yeah very and true if the, the the opposite is if you suck you have a bad week everyone has bad weeks uh you should get a much easier week the following week and then you're gonna shoot right back up and then you're right back where you started so it's i don't know that's galaxy it's heroes for you though it is and I, I hate i hate being so negative about this game but the 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 biggest thing is cg's communication man like like even today like did you see that we had like an update today for the game no yeah so they added they added a bo katan they added um uh, what's the name bane into the game and stuff like that uh they added a bunch of packs so there was like an update that went out today they didn't say anything on the forums they didn't say what was added what wasn't added bug fixes and their communication has been getting less and less and less and less every week and i'm just like that's it's kind of like a red flag for me mm -hmm. man i read bane's kit though he looks cool he looks, he looks like a lot of fun yeah. he looks like a lot of fun and there's a lot of cool different things you can do with him i'm, I'm not running with c if you haven't guessed it <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't expect you to buddy <laughs> wouldn't expect you to i might actually run lord vader oh another lv lifter <laughs> nice. well very no just nice. him and lord vader because the whole rule of two. Oh, very nice <laughs> uh why not you know again it like i said you have, to make, you, you have to make your own content you have to you have to come up with different ways it's like if they give you a box or a cube you know like the, you know like that little game like the shapes for like for yeah. little kids and you have to stuff the right shape in the right one and yeah circle my can goal go in all to, of them my goal is to stuff the wrong shape in every hole essentially <laughs> is how i play this game <laughs> the star is gonna fit in the triangle i swear i swear guys. it's gonna work <laughs> It yeah, looks. Bane looks really sick. Bane looks really, really cool. It looks like a lot of fun. You know what else looks like fun? And this is, uh, this comes in from Bespin Bulletin. Mm-hmm. Again, a very reputable spot. And all they do is they verbatim send out what their sources tell them. Um, we have news, which, uh, not sure how great of news that this is, but... The Acolyte, which is pegged to come out in 2024, underwent mm -hmm. some reshoots this month in London. According to the sources, the Acolyte is or has been undergoing reshoots in the United Kingdom for a number of weeks. I was made aware of the reshoots a couple of weeks ago. That took place at the end of November and start of December. When the production ventured to Rickmansworth, a town located in Hertfordshire, England, the production set up in a local forest and shot for a few nights before moving on. It's, un it's unknown if the reshoots were planned or not. Uh, this person suspects that they are because reshoots are it's a typical thing. Like if you go into editing. Yeah, uh, yeah of course. Um... Apparently, people got a glimpse of the characters, one of which had a short sleeve, dark gray top and gray bottoms with black boots and a piece of black clothing over the gray shirt. So, essentially a Sith. Sure. Um, 
But as far as the... As far as the Jedi goes, the onlookers thought that it was a female due to the long hair, but turns out it was a boy. Um, I say boy. <laughs> that's what they say. <laughs> that's what they say. So it was like a, I a, am a man. <laughs> <laughs> um. As far as the reshoots go, though, and as far as the show goes, it's obviously taking place in the High Republic about 100 years before Episode 1. What are your thoughts? I don't think we've talked about the Acolyte. So, I'm not a fan of the High Republic. It's just... It's weird. The High Republic is so wishy-washy for me in terms of, like characters to attach to characters to get related to just characters to just enjoy um jedi are very different in the higher public they're very very different um yeah. they're very different from older like there's older public jedi you know there's uh the bow the what is it what do they call ezra the bogan jedi the the bush jedi bush training homeless jedi they call him who oh, boken oaken bogan uh, bogan yeah, yeah, so the Jedi, they're trained kind of like in the wild, like on their own with the Master. Then you have like, you know, the Galactic Republic Jedi. So like, every, like, different time periods have different Jedi that act differently. But the yeah, High yeah. Republic Jedi are really, they don't feel Star Wars. I don't know what it is. They feel very... Private school I, Yeah, I don't know if it's the capes, but I'm like... <laughs> the white capes? Like, what are we doing here? I'm like, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. Um... But the Acolyte, it sounds interesting. It's an original story, so I think... I don't know why I'm getting Andor vibes. I'm getting Andor vibes. Where it's like, it's going to be an original story, but I don't know if the story is going to be as impactful as, you know, we thought. Like, Andor, you know, a lot of people enjoyed the show. I Andor was not my cup of tea, but... I loved it, chat. I loved the, it. The story was not as impactful in terms of, like... Um, does it change the way Rogue One is? Does it change the way you look at a, a New Hope? It's like not, not really. It's just a very down to earth. Yeah, I wouldn't um, say that Andor is in terms of grandeur. Right. I wouldn't say it's a, a. I wouldn't say it's a grand story, but I think if you're sitting around a fire, you know, like stories used to be told, um, I think it's a great campfire story. Yeah, if you take and that's that's kind of point A to point B, so far, or that's at least what I'm thinking. Because I'm like, I don't know. The thing is, with when they do these new series, they feel so much shorter than they should be. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's just the that's just the recipe that Disney likes to cook up and serve all the time, and they're saying we're not changing our menu. Um, but you know, sometimes when they have these new shows and they're only eight episodes long, um, there's a formula to these episodes. So like the first episode is usually pretty lengthy just to kind of develop, uh, characters, to develop the, uh, the setting, develop the problem, um, who the villain is. So the first episode is a lot of expositions, you know, and that's, that's with any TV show, right? Cause you just have to introduce the show. Um, so we're already down one episode out of eight, right? Um, <laughs> And then you might have, let's just say, uh, 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 we'll just say you have a season finale. Okay, there's always going to be a mid, I'm sorry, a mid-season finale. You have a mid-season finale, you know, where something happens where it kind of like, you progress in the story. So it's kind of like your second episode 
already out of the episode, uh, out of the series, and then you have a you know a preseason finale and a season finale. Um, that's two more episodes, so we're already halfway through. It's like they do the same formula over and over, and it's just kind of like it feels like you have less and less time to tell the story and to world build. Um, if you look a show at a show like Breaking Bad or something like that, where it's like a little bit longer in the seasons. It's one con- if they feel like they flow, all the seasons flow one continuous story. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like when they when they do, especially with even with the Mandalorian, like they're they're chopped up into segments. We get we get fed these little segments. So, um, where I'm going with this is kind of like with Andor. There's a lot of world building with Andor. Yet Andor was set in a time where we're all familiar with. I'm excited to see something closer to the Old Republic. Obviously, we're not quite there yet, but. I, I just don't know if the series is going to be long enough uh, for that time period because it's all brand new. Like everything's brand new. This is all going to be the first time any of us are going to see any of this li- like live on screen. Yeah, the only thing that I think we'll see is Coruscant, maybe Yoda. If they should, they should show Yoda, but we'll have to wait and see because it is. It's only a hundred years prior. Um, which begs the question darth plagueis is a hundred and i think he's uh, he dies around 135 years old means he's a 30 year old cat at the at this show um which means darth tenebris is still around Mm -hmm. i wonder how much of it's gonna do with them because if you're gonna tell a i want to get this word right a continuous story you need to be clear with it and this yeah, you is... have to have continuity yeah 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 things need to line up um i hope i mean the act like it, it's it's being marketed and pitched as a dark side focused show i hope um which Disney has never been good at telling the story of the villains. They've never, they've never really been like, let's tell the story of the bat from the bad guy's perspective. Like, let's get a different opinion instead of our own. And mm-hmm. Disney's horrible at that. So I'm, 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 I'm hoping that they stick to it. I hope that they stick to this dark side idea. Like we get to see the, you know, things from the point of view of someone that doesn't agree with the Jedi. Um, you know, because like with Battlefront 2, you know, we were playing as Aiden Versio, this, this girl that, you know, she's grown up in the Empire, she's special forces, her dad is an admiral, she's, you know, long lived the Empire her whole life, and then defects in two days, and it's like, I, I hope they, I hope they stick with it, because I think, because we know, we still know so little about Sith, and they don't need to explain everything about it, but I think it's just a whole area we really haven't explored ever in Star Wars. I think the most you ever really learn more about, the, you learn about a lot about the Sith is um, in the Old Republic. Yeah, and it's a, it's a slippery slope. It's a dangerous slope because you can't do it wrong. I, ex- I fully expect yeah. whoever the main character is of Acolyte will be a... I think it's a woman anyways. Um, I think she's going to turn to the light. I think that's just what Disney would do. Yeah, and that's what I don't want them to do. I, I would like to... And, you know, the thing is, you can... That's why the Old Republic is so great. That's why I love it so much, is because there, there are a lot of characters that are villains, or they're portrayed as villains. They're, they're part of the Sith Empire, or they are a Sith themselves. 
but at heart they're like they're actually a decent human being they yeah. just have a different political view than you do um they've grown up in a different place but they actually do every, everything they do makes sense you know to their point of view to their politics and there's also a lot of jedi that just end up being super corrupt yeah a la darth bane um yeah in the first book it's literally just a blue collar guy doing his thing recognizes hey there's people that are out to get me um i have to whether it's when he was in the sith army whether it's when he was working in the mines whether it's when he was training to become a sith he would recognize uh, this person's you know putting my life at jeopardy my men's life's at jeopardy i have to do what i got to do and at the end of the day he's doing it out of hatred he's doing it out of um a dark-sided mindset but he's still doing the right thing in his point of view which it's a there's a fine line like crossing it like we're not saying everything that they do that they're still a good guy or whatever but there's a conversation to be had in the and it's something that i wanted to talk about later on so maybe i'll just bring it up right now I was listening to the Plagueis novel and Plagueis was stating like, let's be honest here, Palpatine, what the Jedi are doing with the force is going against how things naturally come. How this, how the usage of the force started was the originators, the Rakatans, and they took this mystical this mystical energy this mystical being the force and they warped it and bent it to serve their will then an offshoot of the Rakatan um who went on to enslave the Sith and then there were just good people in the in the Sith that became Jedi then wanted to go through the force rather than go against the force so when you boil it down jedi are just light sith if you think about it yeah well, i mean a force user is a force user exactly you're using either, the you force either, you, you either dress like you know somebody's dad and be a jedi or you dress pretty hot and sexy and you're a sith mm -hmm. simple um <laughs> But no, it just, yeah, and, and it's just, it, and I think that is one angle I really wish they would, they would focus on is being able to see, being able to have a Star Wars show from like, like the blue collar perspective. Yeah. The person that's just like, I hate the Jedi, I hate the Sith, I think they're both crazy, they're both always fighting, we just want to live our lives kind of a thing. And it's so funny how you can relate that to today's politics, um, mm -hmm. but it's yeah and 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 i think like i said I, I really hope that they they focus more on the dark side part with acolyte i really hope that like you said and you're probably right um the person's whoever the main character is is probably gonna be redeemed into the light it's like oh <laughs> the same old fucking story every time man <laughs> but i think it's super interesting when you have a villain and you learn more about them to the point where they think they're the hero of their own universe mm -hmm. i think it's such an interesting take with villains is because you know that that does you know 
make you question like you know are they doing the right thing am i doing the right thing and um i just think that's when that's when you have a well-written characters when like when they think they are the hero they're doing good and they can give you reasons and they can make you think and contemplate about those reasons that's when you, know you have a well-written character um these characters are just automatically default to the light it's like it's the same thing all the time i mean i don't know how many times we've seen that in star wars where people just default to light and if they do go to the dark side it's just for a little bit it's like they tip their they put their big toe in the water mm -hmm. and then they're like okay i'm done and never everybody everyone's done it luke luke uh you know in the cave of evil he kind of tipped his big toe in it was like okay i went to the dark side for like two seconds uh ray uh screaming at kylo to give her that triangle Mm -hmm. um kylo did it you know and he was only he would kylo spent the majority of his life in the light side yeah i think he was only he was only uh he only went to the dark side um for what like three four years and he was even then when he died even then he was renting he did not own a home in the dark side right yeah anakin um, Anakin was... Anakin fell to the dark side more than yeah, once. Yeah, Anakin... Yeah, more Anakin... Anakin kind of had a... You know, he had like a 50-50 uh, visitation situation. Let me talk about Anakin real quick. Yeah. And give huge props to my boy David Filoni, right? Because my favorite... <laughs> my favorite scene in the Clone Wars <laughs> is when the sun is essentially showing Anakin the future. Hey, this is what you're turning yeah. into. This is what happens. Mm -hmm. This is what you are doing. Because what does Yoda say? Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. You see Anakin. He looks at his future. He becomes afraid. That's fear. He then says to himself, how could I do this? He gets angry at himself for what he's going to do. He then hates himself for what he becomes. And that causes him to ultimately turn to the dark side. So in that one scene alone, you see him showcasing fear, anger, hate, and suffering. Yeah. Anakin's fell to the dark side twice. And it's just like, everyone's obviously going to be susceptible to that. But showcasing redemption does start to spoil the soup a little bit especially yeah. when you have characters like kylo you never see him truly fall to the dark side no he, he never got past fear he never became angry he never became hatred he never suffered he was only ever afraid and he was only ever afraid of being alone where anakin in multiple movies for multiple reasons for multiple um and not to cut you off but like ray even points that out yeah 100 percent. in a, a force awakens she goes you're afraid you're afraid that you won't be as strong as darth vader and he was like oh no and yeah it's just, you're right like, he's only... out. <laughs> don't you say that you've been talking to my therapist <laughs> Yeah, and, and that's the thing, like, he, uh, he's always only known fear, um, never been, maybe a little bit of anger, but I don't think I've ever seen him get to that hatred part. No, ever, or the and, suffering. 
That's the cool thing about Yoda. Yoda's been around for 800 years. He's probably seen those stages in his own disciples. Yeah. I've seen Jedi who've been encapsulated in fear. I've seen Jedi who have grown angry. I've I've seen Jedi who had hatred in their heart. And I've seen Jedi who ultimately suffered. So what I'd like to see out of a, a, a show like this, don't show me a redemption arc show me a fall show me a fall it doesn't need to be instantaneous but it can be instantaneous you know and 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 it could be a slow burn too because i think i think the thing with anakin is you know when you watch when you just watch an episodes one two and three it feels like he turns to the dark side pretty quickly it's like oh he's only had a couple things bad happen it's like no it was anakin's dark side fall was a pretty slow burn especially if you watch clone wars or read some of the novels of before the Clone Wars when he was training, like, there was a lot of things going on, and he was under immense pressure from everybody. I I always thought it was so stupid how they announced that he's the chosen one. It's almost like, uh, it, it almost reminds me of, like, Harry Potter. Uh, you know, everyone knows Harry Potter because he's the boy that lived. He has the scar on his head. It's like, he's always under immense pressure. Cause it's like Harry Potter copied Star Wars. Oh, absolutely. There's, there's so many comparisons. Absolutely. Yeah. But, um... It's just there's so many things that the Jedi did that were so wrong towards Anakin, and not just Anakin, other 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 uh, students as well. But it's just like, it, it, I think if you want to show something like that, someone decaying to the dark side, like the, just the the degeneration of a character, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I think um, I think a slow burn is pretty good. I think a slow burn's good. You don't have to do it all in one season, but I think if you do it, do it where it makes sense, and it's like. I think if you can capture the audience, it's like, yeah, I would do that too. If someone wronged me, I would do that too to them. You know, obviously you don't want that. Um, but I think if you show stuff like that, that's how you sell it. That's how you sell it yeah. as opposed to just like, oh, like, I'm just going to be dark side all of a sudden, like, like, like immediately. It's like, well, like you said, it spoils the soup. It almost feels like a, the light and the dark side almost become... <laughs> This is such a stupid analogy came up with. It's like a light switch. <laughs> light, dark, light. Dark. It's like, yeah. okay, anyone can do it then, I guess. It's like, it's not, it's not that big of a deal. Let me pitch you a show idea. Or a story, whatever. Just a story. Let me pitch you a story. And this is around the Acolyte. Just the idea of it. So you're 100 years before episode one. You're in the High Republic. What do we know happens in episodes one to three? You ultimately see the fall of the Jedi. It doesn't happen instantaneous. It's a 30-year plan put in place by Plagueis. But what if it started a little bit before that? What if it started with a undercover Sith who was a Jedi? Who would relay these ideas that the Grand Masters of the Jedi had to the the sith what if that spy was giving them information was giving them knowledge was giving them pointers like hey there's a child his name's dooku he really has a problem with authority he's a child (laughs) yeah he has a huge problem with authority he comes from a rich family he's very pompous keep an eye on him or hey, there's a there's a kid named Anakin Skywalker. I feel so much burning hatred from him. Keep an eye on him. 
He beat up young Greedo. <laughs> Just how fire would that be then? Because then you could get I, like an Asajj Ventress show. Where I like the her idea. story is being used in that sense. I would just tweak one thing. Of course. I would tweak the fact that it's a Sith spy. I think you get rid of the Sith infiltrating the Jedi organization to spy on them. And just let let it be people that are people that are Jedi that are upset with the establishment already. Oh yeah. Because I think I think the Jedi ultimately beat themselves because they're a bunch of knuckleheads and weren't like you know they were so oblivious to what was going around them. So I think I think it's even sweeter if you have like a Sith or like maybe a Sith spy just observing Jedi that aren't happy or maybe Jedi that quit because that's another thing too is we never really learn about. How many Jedi actually get kicked out of the Order? Because they always make it a big deal when it happens. But we never actually get to see, like, the background extra Jedi that get quit because they're either late to class or, you know, they, they didn't make their... Their parent didn't show up to their parent-teacher night or whatever. You know, they get in trouble for that stuff and they get kicked out. Um, yeah, there's a section in the, the Jedi path um, where, essentially, if you're not, if you're not showing enough if you're not showing enough growth you're not revealing enough that's <laughs> yeah we, are, we already know oh. the jedi are freaks but <laughs> jedi who that explains don't... a lot about ayla that explains a lot about ayla like i've never seen you in a robe like <laughs> a sports bra that Honestly. explains it god but All right. they would uh they'd get subjugated so essentially you either leave the order altogether and go become like a hippie healer somewhere um totally cool or you can work in the jedi um what is it called the jedi workforce so oh, the cafeteria the janitors okay. you, you, you send, make yeah. them chicken mcnuggets like you go around to planets you go around to um you plant trees you plant seeds you you, you fight extinction you become like uh, pseudo cops it's it's quite sad actually but it is just for um jedi who just aren't good enough to get adopted from a clan to a padawan ship an apprenticeship yeah dude i did not know that that kind of makes me like jedi even less um so something like that i think that would be super interesting because because we see that a little bit in some of the Clone Wars episodes, uh, especially with, like, the Martez sister. When the Martez sisters are talking to Ahsoka, talking about how, like... Um, Jedi Service like, Corps. That's what it's called. Service Corps, not the, uh, War Corps. Her parent, the, the, the Martez sisters, their parents died because, like, I think it was something like a speeder crash into their apartment. Their apartment blew up, and Master Luminara came in and just said, like, the forces will, the force will be with you, and, like, left. It's like... That's not going to bring my dead parents back to life. That's not going to, no. you know, fill the hole in my wall that you just made. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and it's like, and I think, I think seeing that about the Jedi is really interesting because that I think is what will, I think that's how you sell the whole dark side thing is you, sh you, when one side is doing wrong and they're the side that's in control, that's when people start to look for other options. It's like, mm -hmm. if the current, the, I'm trying to choose my words carefully because I don't want to bring it trying to get into politics. But it's like if the current establishment is, you know, they're saying they're doing everything right. They're they're saying we know what's best, but it's screwing everybody. That's when people start looking for their options. 
And I think that is how you introduce falling to a dark side or choosing a different path because it's like, well, they almost feel like they're forced to based mm-hmm. on circumstance. And that's how I think you can sell it. Yeah, it's like Something with like um, what a lot of people don't realize, right? And I'll bring this up. Um, when you say the Pledge of Allegiance, it's I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands. So it's two different parties whom you're pledging your allegiance to. The United States of America and the Republic for what it stands for. The Jedi kind of had a... The Jedi were completely enlisted to uphold the people of the Republic and to um, maintain peace, right? They were the keepers of the peace. Eventually, though, they got muddled in with, like, working for the Senate rather than for the people. Yeah, yeah. And that's where... I give a lot of blame to Yoda. You can't... Oh, if, if you're in charge of a... If you're in charge of something as it fails, like, you can't then get all this credit for being such a smart, brilliant, wise person if it was... If the rug was pulled out from under you in the peak of your your powers, when you're surrounded by so much of the light side so many force users yeah on such a force filled place like the jedi temple was when you are at complete atonement you can't then be given so much credit when the establishment falls at your behest yeah no i i totally agree and i think you know i don't know what went on but it's like i could totally see something like yoda being like hey like whoever made him that offer or whatever whenever it happened i'm like hey let's get the jedi involved more in politics you know i'd imagine yoda probably said no at first but then whoever got him in there was probably like hey we can give the jedi funding we can we can help you in your cause and you can help us in our cause and it's like it's a win-win without realizing you're changing the course of history for you know your religion so to speak and you're kind of like and then they got too comfortable mm-hmm. it's almost like I, I feel like jedi are the type of people that go through a drive through order a salad <laughs> it's just like i must do what's oh. right to the jedi code or or they order like a prostitute and they only pay for a hug you're just like what i just want to talk <laughs> it's like you're it's makes no sense it makes yeah. literally no sense um which, but, I mean, we should bring up the Jedi are, uh, apart from if you want to get into, like, the reality of it, thinking that Jedi were fucking the whole time, if you go by, oh. if you go by, you know, Boy Scouts honor, they're all virgins, you know, so. Yeah, uh-huh, I fully believe it, 100%. And I also want to say one thing, because I've defended this before, <laughs> but Anakin's, I don't like sand. It's coarse, it's rough, and it gets everywhere. I don't like sand either. What happened? Everyone says that's El Riz. He literally kissed her the like very next moment. So that's W Riz in my books, bro. That is W Riz. Anakin yeah, landed Padme on and the then you got her. You got her. She switched outfits like three times that day too, which was kind of wild. Um, they were and fucking. Then she, 
And then she got in her, uh, like, her S&M outfit, and she's like, what are you talking about? Like, I always read books in this kind of thing. 100%. Okay. <laughs> but, um... Yo, Monkey Man, yeah, if no. you want to get in here and talk Star Wars, bro, you message me on Discord right now. Yo, open call if anyone wants to hop yeah. in. Fucking let me know. But I... I I'd love to talk Star Wars with anybody. Aldi, if you want to hop in here, Monkey Man, let me know, man. But Padme yeah, so, and Anakin were getting down. 100%. Oh, dude, absolutely. I mean, it's hard to have twins. I don't know if you know what goes on in the biology of having twins, but I mean, you two healthy people, and they need to be very healthy together. The big Monkey Man makes a good point about what we were just talking about too. the The biggest thing is that the Jedi weren't just a religion they were a militant group they were just like yeah. christians or something and the senate was in need of a military that's facts yep there was which is so weird because the galactic republic has like i don't know the, the history of their military but they've had so like if you look at the old republic and so many different militaries essentially with the the republic it's like they, had... only, they only need they only have one when they need one yeah, the Republic had a, a statute that said, yeah. you can trade with us, you can you can barter with us, um, but when it comes to fighting wars, like, it's each planet for itself. We hard agree on that because we know if here on, here on uh, Maigito, if Naboo goes to war with Kashyyyk, if we intervene, we're starting a we're starting a intergalactic republic war, and we're not going to be the ones that caused the downfall of the republic. So when the separatists came around, well, yeah, because then the it was, was like, different. Everybody needs to be on our team, so nobody fights with each other. And they're like, yep. no, we don't want that. Like, we don't want to follow your rules. We don't want to follow your tax guidelines. We don't, you know, yeah. So. I get that, and it's it's funny because like the older public, you know, going back to Revan's story, it's almost like the exact opposite. The Jedi were not getting involved because they're like, hey, we're Jedi. We don't get involved in politics. We don't get involved with wars. We don't get. Involved. We're not police. We're our own thing. Mm -hmm. Which at the time I think was the wrong call because Revan was 100% right about what happened, and you know he brought a third of the Jedi with him. Um, which is crazy to think about that a third of the Jedi were just that ready to leave because it just shows you that the Jedi has never been perfect. So yeah. a third of the Jedi Order leaves with Revan to go to war. Um, and if he, even if you want to break down that third of a Jedi, bro, that's maybe like a sixth of the Jedi and they're taking their best friend, you know? Maybe not, maybe not all of them had that idea of leaving the Jedi, but so many of them were that conflicted around the fence. That's still yeah. a lot of Jedi, though. It's a lot of people. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of people. Um, and because they weren't getting involved, because Mandalorians were going around just pumping lead into anybody that looked at them funny. Mm -hmm. And um, obviously that's wrong. There's no military. There's no life. Yeah, someone's got to do it, stick up and, you know, stand up and do the right thing. Um, you know, say no to bullying, pretty much. And it's so funny because it's like now it's the exact opposite. It's like they want to be involved. And they're like, and they are the bullies, kind of. And it's just yep. like, it's like they can never get it right. It, I don't know what it is with the Jedi. It's like, I, I don't know. Because what a Jedi is, when you see when you see the, the real, the, like, 
like you see a Jedi who's like the prime example of what a Jedi should be, like Qui-Gon. I still consider Ahsoka a good example of what a Jedi is. Um, you know, Anakin too, it's on cer certain points of his life. Um, it's like, that's awesome. <laughs> You know, like that, that, that's that's what they that's what you guys all should be like. Nah, you but know what? Anakin was reason. a fucking great Jedi. He really no, was. He, he was. He was. Like I said, at certain points in his life, there's other times he did some questionable things. Yeah, and where I realized Anakin, and I was this is I I started my rewatch obviously, and in episode two I'm watching Anakin. When he sees Watto, like, I feel like something comes over him. Genuinely. Because he just becomes a much different person than he was before they got to Tatooine. You factor in he's there with the lady he's in love with and he's alone. You factor in he's back on his home planet and then he sees his, like, slaveholder. Um, it does feel like something comes over him and immediately after he finds out like 30 minutes after that he finds out his mom is dead two hours later not two hours it's probably like a 10 minute speeder ride because i actually researched tatooine speeder rides for my book funny enough so i know not as big as you think no it's not it's about tatooine's about the size of earth's moon yeah it's not that big and speeders go pretty fast because there's nothing there yeah so within 30 minutes of showing up to his home world he finds out his mom's dead within an hour of that he slaughters a tuscan village you know it all happens pretty close and if something happens at work that sets you off you're holding on to that for at least at least a couple hours, maybe three, four, five hours, maybe the rest of the night. You know what I mean? So a I... serious question, but also not a serious question. Mm -hmm. If we reordered everything you just said, let's say he gets to Tatooine, mom dies. Mm -hmm. The Tuscans happen later, but Watto is in between. Do you think he kills Watto? After he yeah. just found his mom died. Yeah. Watto lucked out, man. Genuinely. Right place, right time. Yeah. If if Anakin finds out his mom dies and yeah. he bumps into like into he's obviously he if he's with Padme, Padme's Ooh. stopping him. But if he's by himself, like if he says Padme, I just need I just need some time to myself. I, I just need to take Padme a walk. Stop him. She might she might she might be into it no padme would stop it for sure she i don't know she's racist she she doesn't like aliens padme she doesn't she doesn't fuck with aliens um Man. but if i i would say anakin wholeheartedly slaughters Watto, like, chop, chop, Damn. chop. Oh my god, it's Jason Bourne. Seriously, I think he goes to town. Because that hatred... I think he kills sand people, too. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. It's just, it's just because the sand people is like, like, like you said, like, when you have a bad day at work, like, 
the next thing you see, you're seeing red. Sometimes, yeah. You know, and it's like just you know. Mom if he sees Wado, like camp, he... he's in Tuscans. Like, like, like it's imagine, your fault. imagine if Wado like not like like knock knock on the hut and was like, it's like, hey Shmi, how you doing? <laughs> oh, uh, uh, Anakin, like. Annie? Little Annie? <laughs> can, can you fix this for me real quick? This little bot. <laughs> Growing into adulthood, finally realizing he had childhood trauma. 100%, man. 100%. I, that's why I... F Anakin is the greatest character in cinema history. He's the greatest character in cinema history. And... I love the Anakin Padme dynamic too just because it's such a it's such a trope that has never been really tested before in such a grand IP like a secret love that he's literally not allowed to have if if, if it was found out that she had a Jedi husband she would be sent to jail like, senators cannot get involved with anything to do with the Jedi. Um, because then the preferential treatments and the fundings and stuff, like, it would be bigger than Brett Favre's, um, welfare scandal. Like, it would be fucking huge. It would be massive. So, the fact that they had to keep that a secret to make the relationship work, and in the end it didn't work because of jealousy because of uh fear i think people i think it worked because people were just dumb like that too like people were just dumb like like and even obi-wan knew obi-wan knew they were like they were a thing um, oh yoda had I, to I, I look, like she ran oh, up and know, kissed him at the end of episode two <laughs> anakin <laughs> yeah yeah i know like oh, hi obi-wan <laughs> Oh, and, and like the, the scene in episode three like okay so it's the senate building right when i think of the senate building i think of washington dc you know i think of like the white house the capitol the washington monument like you know places that are heavily guarded cameras surveillance you know what i mean like everyone knows who goes in and out you just got done rescuing the chancellor you're walking to the front door and you go, excuse me, you disappear, walk three pillars down, two to the left, and you're making out with somebody right there, like, and I'm just like... And not just a somebody. No, the nobody, hottest nobody just woman realized, in the galaxy. Nobody like, just realized Anakin just walked off, like, he goes over to Bill, he's like, excuse me, he goes, oh yeah, sure, can you, you go do whatever you're gonna do in that corner. Don't look. <laughs> you guys keep walking, but yeah. slowly, I'll be right behind you. I swear to God. <laughs> Um, I'm just like, how dumb is everybody? Like, like no one knew Anakin. Which is hilarious, just... too, because Anakin was a, f like, fucking galactic celebrity. Him and Obi-Wan were on yeah. the news every single night. Yeah. Everyone knew the names Skywalker and Kenobi. Everyone. And, and they're always hugging and kissing <laughs> on Padme's <laughs> open balcony to the whole planet. <laughs> so I'm wondering... The neighbors are just like, what's going on? Did she do that with all the Jedi to Ooh. make it seem like it's a normal thing? That's why Anakin thought Obi-Wan was taking her then. Maybe. You took her from me. <laughs> you will not take her from me. Were those your Jedi boots at her apartment last night? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't mind. I don't wear an eight and a half. <laughs> 
My feet aren't that big. <laughs> Was Mace there? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, no, it's just, yeah, it, it is, it's funny when you think about it. It's like, how did, I feel like people knew. They had to have known. Like, because, like, of how they just didn't want to talk about it. Would, exactly. How much of a problem it would They didn't want to do the cause. paperwork. They're like, let's not open that we can of worms. Like, let's just, let's just, you know, she's not having kids, you know. Facts. They're doing this. They're, they're still behind the pillars, <laughs> even though they're in broad daylight, yeah. you know. Like, dude, they're wearing cloaks. You don't really know it's actually them. You Monkey know? Man said in the chat, uh, Chandler kisses everyone to hide the fact that he kissed Monica. <laughs> exactly like that. So, like, one day she's reporting to the Jedi Council. Oh, bye, Anakin. Oh, bye, bye, Caddy. Could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine she like kisses Anakin's Anakin on the lips in front of everyone, and then she just has to do that going forward every time. That's just how I greet everyone. <laughs> yeah, everyone whose name is Anakin. I don't, we're just friends, though. Oh God, Kiati Monday's the exception, man. I don't know why he got an exception. Uh, his species. This is it's so fucking crazy. It's all, it's all made up. it's all made up. Like you didn't yeah. have to add that. Kiati Mundi was laying the pipe to seven women. Like yeah. what pervert came up with that, man? Surely couldn't have been George. And what doesn't help is his voice. He's always like, like I can't even mimic his voice, but he's just like, like so, like oh, I don't like this. So like, just I'll look up a line. I think I can do a decent. There's line. no, there's no like romance. There's no riz. Anything there? It's just like he is a political most... idealist, not a murderer. Yeah, it's just like impossible. The Sith have been extinct for a millennium. Oh yeah, the one line about the Wookiee attack. Yeah, what about the attack on the Wookiees? It's like, yeah, nobody cares, man. Nobody cares because we all know you get to bang seven women. We don't care what you have to say. You know, you know why he the... said that? You know why he said that? I guarantee you, he was sleeping with a Wookiee too. You think so? He was probably like, well, Yoda, you never said I had to save my race with my race. He probably like, you know, that's probably why he always volunteered to be the first person to visit every planet. Did you know he was know. uh did you know he was third in command? He was the the vice assistant grand master. <laughs> he also looks really dope when he puts his hood on, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Oh that funeral scene is <laughs> tough, bro. Ooh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, dang, he looks like the Pope. He looks really cool. And I like that yeah. he is that like popish figure in the Jedi. It doesn't um, help that he's sleeping with so many people, but... No. But good on him. I, okay. Did we ever find out if he actually, if it worked? Did he, like, repopulate his species before the Battle of Megiddo? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean... Because, okay, in theory, in theory, in theory, Yoda orders him, hey, every other Saturday, after every seven days of, you know, abstinence, we need you to go do your thing in theory all of luke's students are all of his kids could you imagine if we see the new jedi order and there are a bunch of cone heads like oh we all know where they came from <laughs> yeah. like the wonder kylo killed them all he was the only normal looking dude there yeah um apparently there were only a thousand males to a hundred thousand females 
I like those odds. <laughs> <laughs> so every man was lit assigned seven women. I th this is what I think. I think every other guy was assigned 49 women. But because he could only do it one day a week, he got seven. <laughs> That's what I think. Actually, I don't think about that. That doesn't sound fun. That sounds like a lot of work. That sounds miserable. Seven times a day? Seven days a week? That's seven Valentine's Days, seven Mother's Days, seven different birthdays that aren't Seven yours. anniversaries. Seven Never date mind. nights when Never you only mind. have one Never night. Mind. Never mind. No wonder he was Not all right. wrinkly. He was fucking miserable. <laughs> Man had seven <laughs> child support payments. Oh, oh boy. Yoda and Mace got him good. They, they got, got him, him good. <laughs> Careful what you wish for. A hundred percent. You want to be the man of the house? Hey. <laughs> Checks due on the first, you know? Good Poor Lord. bastard. No wonder he was fighting in wars till he was like 200 <laughs> years old. <No. laughs> like, he literally couldn't retire. He's like Commander your old coworker Picard. that's fallen asleep during lunch. Like, just let the guy go. Commander Picaro's like, sir, when are you going to retire? He's like, I can never retire. I just had 12 more children. Yeah. The screech got me. They need my, they need my life insurance. I hope this war lasts another 74 years. <laughs> Bullshit, man. Oh, by the way, as long as they keep making clones, I have to keep making kids. By the way, I need time uh, off every Friday for the next four months. Don't ask me why. Ask me how. I'm thinking. I uh, I rock uh, with the theory. I rock with the theory that just like at college, just like in high school, people are fucking. Yeah. People are fucking. Um, attraction is, I feel like, our most natural instinct because our key function is to reproduce as humans. Yeah. Reproduce, reproduce, and create art. Those are our our two major functions, and I don't get how you can instill three-year-olds two-year-olds babies hey fight your natural instincts you know everyone in, in in high school and college was fucking let alone adults you're off you meta what's your off meta what's your off meta you're somewhere out left field focusing on your grades those, are, those are your obi <laughs> nah, i was about to say those are your obi-wans he was fucking well, we'll see. See, you would be focusing on... See, yeah, so you could be off men and focusing on your grades, but then you realize you're still not getting good grades, so it's like... Mm. Fuck. Get your shit. We're doing wrong. <laughs> yeah, we won too. Yeah, we won with uh, Satine. Yeah. Yeah. For a while. They had a kid. Corky. Was that their kid? Yeah. If, you, there, no, like, if, like, you, like... if you ride the theory, it's a theory. Okay. 
Yeah, it's a theory. Because he gets dropped. I remember he's on the phone and he gets that he gets punched <laughs> yeah. in the jaw like no to like he almost is like 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 his like his face hits the screen or the camera lens like it's one of those punches like um Porky yeah I remember Porky just like his dad gets knocked out every time he falls or it's true gets force pushed <laughs> that's true man yeah Obi Wan gets knocked out quite a bit do you like Obi Wan I do I think he's like the uh, I like to look at him as like the big brother the older mm -hmm. brother. Uh, I know of the two of Anakin Obi Wan, um, and I think in terms of like you know talking going back to what we were talking about, the Jedi lost their way and they got involved in politics. I think he's there, but I don't think he's fully drank the Kool Aid. No, I think Qui Gon was just Qui -Gon, too yeah. hippie uncle on him. Yeah. And I think I think the council knew that, so like they didn't give him a whole lot of roles that were like, okay, we know Qui Gon is embedded inside of Obi Wan somewhere, so we got to make sure we give Obi Wan stuff that he's gonna agree with because Do you know you that's know, why they call us out on our bullshit. That's why they fast tracked him to the council because he was pretty young to get onto it, um, mm -hmm. but that's why they chose to fast track him because. They they desperately wanted Qui Gon, but they had to settle for the yeah. best, the closest thing to Qui Gon that they could get. The best of the best of the best, sir, <laughs> with honors. <laughs> but how cool is it though that two of Qui Gon's, Qui -Gon's Padawans. Padawans, essentially, yeah, ended yeah. up on the. On the council that's pretty cool dooku had to feel great knowing that like oh shit like great 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 a grand apprentice has made it it's like yeah that's gotta be pretty cool only to die at his hand how crazy is that where there's death there will always be death it came out um recently shout out to star wars theory for posting this so the plan was going into that uh, that night, that day on the Invisible Hand. The plan was, hey, Dooku, you're going to fight Anakin. If you win, we're going to, to like send him back um, just like the first time. Uh, leave him like cut something off do do whatever you got to do cut something off <laughs> yeah because the whole plan was um in attack of the clones don't kill anakin don't kill right. obi-wan just escape and dooku was yeah, like I, i'm yeah. i'm him bet second time around he almost escapes he almost escapes but he is an idiot and literally is like hey anakin you're running on water right now, but you literally have a gas tank built into you. Use it. <laughs> and then Anakin's like, oh, shit. I can do what gas. What happened there? Huh? And then That's Dooku... why they call me gas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Dooku loses to him. The plan was, um, if you win, send him away. We'll send him away, and we'll, we'll test him again in a couple years. If you lose... I'll intervene and I'll say, Anakin, you can't kill him. It's against the Jedi way. Like, he needs...
to have a fair trial. We need to find out information. So Dooku's like, awesome. That's a sick, sick plan. Uh, can't, 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 can't go wrong. Totally trust you. Yeah, <laughs> totally can't. trust the guy that's betrayed everybody. Can't go yeah. wrong. And yeah. when it comes down to it, Palpatine's sinister ass. He doesn't say Anakin, don't do it. He says, do it. Kill him. You know, it's funny. That I've never, I've never really learned about this, but it makes sense because, like, I, I when I. Well, first time I watched episode three, and even every time I rewatch it, I've always seen this expression in Dooku's face. Not like fear I'm about to die, fear that I just got betrayed. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just like, oh, like, and I'm like, dude, I, I can tell on his face because Christopher Lee is just such an amazing actor. Um, like, he wants to say something. He wants to be like, like he wants, I, I could see he wants to spill the beans. But... Yeah, but then his subconscious is like, you can't, you can't, you can't, you swore to this. But then he's like, but he literally just betrayed me. But you yeah. can't, you can't do it. See, I don't know why he didn't do it. Cause I'm like, you're, you're, you're dead either way, man. Like, I just don't is... think he was conscious enough in that moment. I think he was well, just you can in tell, shock. You can it. see when, you can see when Anakin says, I shouldn't, it's not the Jedi way. You can see his shoulders go down, and there's just like this pause of just relief in his brother. He's just like, it's like, that's what's supposed to happen. And then Palpatine says, do it. And he's just like, I like, genuinely you know, like, think Anakin reluctantly killed Dooku. I don't think he wanted to. No. Well, no, of course not. Because he was a good Jedi. Mm -hmm. Like, he, he, he wanted to, he believed in justice, and that's what he wanted to do. I mean, he already cut off his hands, and, you know, he's got him dead to rights. Like, he only did it because he's like, well, my BFF over there, who's like nine times my age, says I gotta do it. So I gotta, I gotta impress the guy. And I can't, I, I can't imagine he goes to sleep a night easy with all like all the the feelings of guilt and stuff, killing an unarmed person because well, it, no, he starts having nightmares about Padme dying. Yeah, he doesn't ever have unjust unarmed deaths they've always been yeah. just you know well he's had a couple in clone wars but i was even like, thinking in clone they wars were, they were somewhat justified obviously like you shouldn't have done that but like like there's that one where the guy has his this you know he's got his hand on like a like a bomb or detonator or something like that and Anakin was like well I gotta kill him because he's about to kill a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. Dooku was completely different. Dooku, like you said, Dooku's like, nah, you beat him. Like, yeah. he's, he's done. He's disabled, disarmed, his hand, whatever you want to call it. Like, he's done. Like, there's no reason to inflict any pain on this guy. 100%. Absolutely. Absolutely defenseless. You, you bested him. You won. So, the death was, yeah, unnecessary. Absolutely. And it is such a, like, brilliant plan because he knows if Oh, oh, geez, and I missed the biggest part. If Dooku was, uh, if he did fail, he'd intervene, he'd tell him, um, it's not the Jedi way, he needs a fair trial. He was obviously going to be arrested by the Republic. He's going to be taken to prison and await a fair trial, and Palpatine would bust him out. Yeah, or Cad Bane would bust him out or someone like that. Yeah, exactly. Either yeah, way, just, he didn't fear yeah. death. He didn't fear being 
Um, well, because the plan was that the plan was like we're doing this, like you're good, like you know, like I'll 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 catch you. I'm, I'm giving you a parachute. There's definitely a parachute in the backpack. Yep. I'm giving you. You don't need to check. Just just go. And it's like okay. And he gave him a you. gave him a rock instead of a parachute. Yeah. You know, yeah. just weighed him down. Yeah. Palpatine's brilliant, man. He really is. And I reading this Plagueis novel, I seriously get where he got it from. Because Palpatine started his training when he was um, just into, I think he was 16. So just into pre-university. And it was a absolute masterclass how Plagueis got him to become his apprentice. He essentially coerced him into murdering his family his entire family so that then there was nothing for this kid he was out in the world alone he had nothing to uh to basically hold him back from his full potential and he could then take advantage of his family's fortune and Plagueis started it all man and he needs his canonical love Darth Plagueis is sick and there's no reason why there isn't anything to do with canon with that. I think a, sh a show of that nature where you get a handful of seasons with it, Plagueis can be the next big show for Star Wars. You know, you're starting 30 years before you see some six things like the training of Palpatine, the training of Darth Maul. All of that you're seeing under Plagueis. Yeah, I mean... I'd like to stay away from the main story, like the Skywalker saga, um, and that's obviously pre, but it, it you know it, it is setting up for the Skywalker saga. Um, I think it'd be cool to like, like if you're like seeing a show that's like a spinoff or like a prequel, and like it's oh, like Better Call Saul is a great example. Better Call Saul it has nothing to do with Breaking Bad until like season four or season five, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, this is the character we know and we know of him, we know who he is and we get to see him develop. He's doing his own thing. And then with every passing season, they start to slowly sprinkle elements of Breaking Bad. It's like this character pops up and everyone knows who this character is because he was in season one and then, and but he's only there for like five minutes. I would really like to see a Star Wars show like that where the main characters that you want to see, like the Palpatine, a young Palpatine or a young uh, Plagueis or even like, you know, whatever, like like kind of how they handled um, Qui-Gon in Tales of the Jedi. It's like mm -hmm. he kind of was like a cameo, but it wasn't like a cameo where it's like he just pops up and disappears. Like he had a role. He had a moment in spotlight in the spotlight, but like you didn't really see him ever again. So I think, like, I, I guess a good example would be um, Leia and Rebels. Leia only shows up in one episode in Rebels. Okay. And she's not even, like, she's not even a key character in that episode. Like, she's not even a huge part. Mm -hmm. I mean, she is, but, like, the, the, the episode still focuses on the Phoenix Squad. But it's like, you know who Leia is. You know what she's, you know, what she's doing. But you just get to, get to see her interact with other characters on her path to becoming Princess Leia, you know, before New Hope. Mm -hmm. So I think it would be really cool to see a Star Wars show like that, where, like, someone just pops up for a little bit. Um, and we get to see some other story unfold instead. Because, yeah, I, as much as I would love to see Palpatine 
you know, do all those things and become the, you know, the emperor that, you know, he, be, you know, becomes, uh, I think it'd be cool to see it from someone else's point of view while having Palpatine kind of in the background a little bit. I don't know, I just, for me personally, I love seeing that stuff because it's like, it almost, it almost, like, the show is almost filmed from, like, an outsider's point of view, almost like your point of view. Like, you get to watch it happen in front of you mm -hmm. instead of it being, like, directly in front of you and force-fed. It's like, okay, well, clearly I, I can tell what's going on, but it's like, being able to see it from, like, a distance, it's like, gives you a different perspective. Yeah, 100%. I like that. Um... Moving forward with that, do you have any notion or any last words that you want to uh, talk about before we hop to the mailbag? Uh, no, other than, you know, it's the end of the year. Um, there's not much going on in terms of Star Wars. I mean, we do have a new game coming out, Star Wars Outlaws. Unfortunately, it is only single player. Um, yeah. So there's a good chance I am not going to get it, unfortunately, just because I want to play Star Wars with my friends. I don't Honestly. know why that's so difficult in a day where video games are a dime a dozen. But um, yeah, so the new Star Wars game coming out. Um, we got, what, a couple new shows next year, or is it only two? I don't know if Bad Batch is coming out. I don't know when Bad it's going to come out. Bad Batch is not. It's not. That I is wild. I think it is. That is wild, man. Acolyte they are doing that. They, they're doing crew. that show so dirty. They're doing that show so dirty. It's like, and it, there's only one more season. It's, mm -hmm. This is it. And apparently it's already done. They just don't want to release it. Um. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens with Star Wars. I mean, I think the only day we can expect some Star Wars news is probably May 4th. So five months from now. That would but, suck. What else are they going to say? There's nothing else. Oh. Oh, here we go. We have some news. Um, Star Wars The Bad Batch Season 3 and Tales of the Jedi Season 2 have been confirmed for a 2024 release. The Acolyte and Skeleton Crew um, will also be coming in the new year. Okay. And or Season 2... Was supposed to come out in August. Probably gonna be next year. It is or the year not, after. Yeah, it's not gonna come out in 2024. It'll be 2025. Yeah, yeah they haven't even started filming for that yet. Okay, so Bad Batch. <clears throat> that'll be what, like 12 episodes, three months of Star Wars. Tales will come out on one night, and then what? Skeleton Crew. I really couldn't care about. I don't either. I really don't. I don't care. The Bad Batch is the only show I want to see. Yeah. Um, Tales of the Jedi. <clears throat> it, it, it depends on who the characters he's they, a, they focus on. He's a bounty hunter fan. <laughs> he wants Book of the Bounties. <laughs> yeah. Give me, give me a Book of Bounties. Um, well, no, because <laughs> they the also Journal said that. Of Django. They also said that. Uh, oh, that would be sick. Actually, be like sick. Django Fett fighting Montross and. About a whole spiel about how he meets Dooku, I think that'd be dope. Mm -hmm. um, no, I, I think it, I, the reason I want the Bad Batch end is because I want to know what's next. Because they said at Celebration that, and again, this might change because this was announced like over a year and a half ago. But they said Bad Batch season three is going to be the final season of the show, but it is going to introduce the next Star Wars show. Which I, I don't wonder, know what that is. 
And people were saying, oh, maybe Omega's going to get her own show. Or, like, our, our, like wh who are the Bad Batch going to survive? Like, what? Of, how many Bad Batch members are going to survive? Obviously, not all. Um, we don't know who else is going to get killed off, but uh, it's like, you know, I they, they said they, they, the Bad Batch is going to lead into another show. And I'm like, I'm very curious to see what that show is. Mm -hmm. Um... So yeah, I, I don't, and I, I'm really curious to see what happens to Omega, because I don't think she's gonna just disappear. I think she's gonna become a character. She's gonna grow up kind of like Ahsoka, and be something. So like, I'm really curious to see what happens to Omega. Yeah, she's a she's a character. Her sister that she met, and... <laughs> Emery. <laughs> <laughs> No, Emily. Uh, Emily. Emery. Sick bastard. <laughs> Emery. That's how they say it in the show. It's how it's spelled. I wonder if that's going to retire that art style, too. I don't think so. I, it sounds like, because the way they talked about it, they said, like, that's their next show. Because they even said, um, they, they, they said the same spiel with Rebels. They're like, Rebels season four, Rebels going to be the end, but we're going to introduce a new show. And like, okay, obviously Resistance was kind of the outlier because Disney Disney had their fingerprints all over Resistance. Nothing around Rebels. Rebels was literally like, we don't know what to do with this IP we just purchased, but the people that were working on Clone Wars, let's just let them keep doing their thing. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that art style is going to continue. I think it's going to continue because it's only gotten better. I mean, if you, if I don't know if you've gone back and watched like Clone Wars season one or even the Clone Wars movie, ugh, looks awful. And then you look at like season seven of Clone Wars or Bad Batch, and I'm like, dude, it is clean. Yeah, it is clean. <laughs> I'm about to start it. my my Clone Wars in chronological order. Yeah, I'm not gonna enjoy the first few weeks, first first month or two. It's gonna take a yeah. While it looks like everyone's through. running on like ice. Yeah. <laughs> And the shapes are just so goofy. Um, but, yeah, Bad Batch is going to be sick. Yeah. These are, the, uh, bag. these are our Galactic Dispatches, ladies and gents. Uh, me and Van Seal will go back and forth um, reading the questions. And if you guys have any more, hit us up in the chat. Message us on Twitter, Instagram, whatever, at Star Wars TAP. And we'll get into it. So, first question... Do you think introducing time travel into Star Wars would enhance or diminish the storytelling? If so, how would you approach it? Diminish. I think it's overused. They use it too much in almost anything. And I think when you, that anytime you add multiverses, uh, time travel, alternate timelines, I think what it does is it automatic because that those are those are terms we are familiar now thanks to marvel like everyone knows what those are now because of marvel mm -hmm. so the second you hear those terms anything revolving death or any significant event immediately loses all of its meaning because mm -hmm. now it's like well i could just time travel and do this or i could just go back and save this person we can bring that person back to life or i can go to a different timeline you know what i mean so i think when you uh change stuff like that it depends on the show. Depends on the show. But for most shows, I would say it, it it makes things lose their meaning. That's where I lay, too. Like, I have never seen, apart from Back to the Future, like, I've never seen a time travel story be told where it's... So, 
it only useful. works it only works if it's all about time travel i feel like yeah if so it's like being back used to as the a future, tool like you can't back to the future loki um there's been a couple other movies where people time travel so that's like okay that's fine because that's what the show is about that is the premise yeah because because everything else doesn't matter around you you care about the person that's actually traveling through time because you're watching things happen to them in real time when you introduce time travel as a tool it's like okay well now we can just change what we want to change if we're not happy with something yeah i th that's how i see it that's how i see it um second question how do you think the average citizen viewed the conflict do you think there's there are lasting consequences that extend beyond the events of the war i'm, I'm assuming that is towards Star wars it could be to either um, either or i think we kind of hit we kind of got hit the head on the nail on this one was like you know i i mentioned earlier i think a lot of the regular citizens just did not care about politics between the jedi or the sith they're just like mm -hmm. or the rebels in the empire i think they were always viewed as just groups that were constantly bickering and making life difficult for the people that just want to work yeah you know it's like they just want to work without having to change laws or follow these rules now they have to follow these rules these people are in charge now those people are in charge it's just like can they just you know can they just go to work and just make a living mm -hmm. no I'm, that's pretty much where i'm at with it too i don't think the people had as much to really care for it they just wanted to not have anything to worry about they, they just don't want to be involved and yeah. that's 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 fair i mean that's how it is in irl mm-hmm and that's how it should be for sure yeah um next question do you think redemption is a viable path for any force sensitive individual who falls to the dark side or are there some characters who are just beyond redemption that's a solid yeah, we, one i think we talked about this one too i mean i do i think do you think redemption is a viable path for any force sensitive um no no i don't think it is because at the end of the day people are just i think not them. yeah people, yeah and like if 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 you're being forced into redemption is it really considered redemption no like you know what i mean like when someone tells you either someone forces you to apologize is it like and you apologize like are you still are you actually doing it though you know what i mean you know you're doing it like do you do you really mean it like it's like no it's like no if it's like if say you're sorry you're gonna... i'm not sorry yeah yeah uh are certain characters beyond redemption yeah palpatine's mm -hmm. not getting redeemed well, Plagueis is not getting redeemed i think beyond redemption would imply <clears throat> that there was ever a chance to begin with so i think i just think it was just never in the cards for certain people i don't i don't think there's ever such a thing as beyond redemption because i think if anyone has the opportunity to be redeemed i think they are never going to be beyond that point no but i just think some characters are just never they they just don't have that available the redemption was never in the cards for them because they're just that's just the way they are yeah so if any character is you know redeemable i don't think they'll ever be too far gone correct yeah, that's a good way to put it. 
Uh, question four, with The Mandalorian and Boba Fett getting their own uh, series, do you think we'll see a shift in the perception of bounty hunters in the Star Wars universe? Could they play a more significant role in shaping the galaxy's future? Absolutely. Um, I wish we got a show about War of the Bounty Hunters, the comic. Because there's so much that happens in between episode 5 and 6 where, like... I don't want to say, like, bounty hunters have shaped the course of certain things in the galaxy, but, like, there are certain moments and missions or bounties that they take. And it does change or influence certain decisions in the galaxy. So, while they don't have a immediate presence in the shape of the universe, I think, um... I think bounty hunters are used as, like, the tools of fate, so to speak. Mm -hmm. I think they are used as, like, an instrument to guide, you know, the hand behind the curtain. So while they're not, like, you know, they're not first party changing the universe, they are definitely, like, a second or third party 100% involved. Um, but we don't get to see that a whole lot. No. Um, which is unfortunate, because the Mandalorian was a bounty hunter for both two minutes and then became like became a a stepdad or something like that for Grogu. Pretty much, man. Yep. Uh, we got. I like this next question. If you had to rewrite the fate of a specific character in Star Wars history, who would it be in? Well, instead of how, like also why? Just is, I want to see if there's any like significance to that character for you. If you had to change rewrite specific character who would be that's a really good question i'm trying to think of anyone that's been done dirty i'm not thinking anything of the sequels because skywalker um plo Koon. i think he deserved an honorable death <laughs> being shot in the back while taking <laughs> off yeah um um, I'm trying to think of one. Hmm. Damn, this is a tough, this is a good question. Maybe, maybe Django kind of died soft. Yeah, he died. He died pretty early. Mm -hmm. and, and not early, but like he, he could have died in episode yeah, three. Yeah, he wasn't that old. He wasn't that old. Like. He could have. He could have trained Boba. I would have. Yeah, I would have liked to see that. Other than Cad Bane being like the father figure that Boba had, I think that'd been kind of cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, eventually Cad Bane would train him, but I, I, it would have been cool to see. I think Jango train with Boba, and Mace not killing him. He can kill him. Yeah, in, that's a good one. He can kill him in episode three. He can kill him later. He can kill him later. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I think I think I think I would have given Django a couple more years, for sure. Because Django would have been a key player in the Clone Wars too. That'd been kind of cool, and that that's that's that would have been how Boba learns how to be such a, you know, master assassin is because Django's going to war and he's like, all right, son, let's I'll I'll I'll, I'll shoot you how to shoot clones of yourself. Yeah, <laughs> the best can... way, the best training is to beat yourself. What did it say? It were if you had the chance to rewrite yeah i mean i would kill him off in episode three i would have mace windu actually that would be be the one be to do it i'd have what do you think how do you think jenga would have felt about the clone wars 
talking about clones of himself because he he's he knows jaded at a he point knows, he knows they're being trained as an army okay mm -hmm. you know he's but he doesn't know the intent he doesn't know the the plan for this army he doesn't know how they're going to be you know deployed or where they're gonna be deployed like he just knows hey they're making an army they're cloning me cool whatever mm -hmm. um and they're paying him a boatload of money it would be really and... interesting to see how how his army gets treated and how his his reaction and like the republic realizing that's literally our enemy who we're cloning yeah because the battle of geonosis like if he didn't die, words getting out. Hey, Django Fett is Count Dooku's man. Like we're we're cloning the enemy to fight the enemy. Yeah, he'd been really confused. He probably would have been like, "What the hell?" Mm -hmm. But it would have been um, cool if he was on the Invisible Hand with like Kenobi, and he's the one yeah. that ends up. He kills uh, Django there. And he's the one that beheads Dooku because we know they have history too. Um, yeah. Anakin can be knocked out. See, I always thought when Episode Three was coming out, I always predicted that Boba was because everyone knew like how are the Jedi all gonna die because they don't you know they all just disappear. I always predicted there was gonna be a showdown between Boba and Mace, and Boba was gonna kill Mace out of revenge. I always thought that was gonna be a thing, and I was so disappointed as a kid when I first saw it because I was I was a huge Boba Fett fan and Jango Fett fan you know growing up. Um, and I was like, dude, that would've been such a cool arc for just like, you know, Anakin versus. <laughs> in, in my my little kid brain, I was like, there's gonna be three epic battles. You're gonna yeah. have Anakin versus Obi Wan, Yoda versus the Emperor, Boba versus Mace. <laughs> yeah, because Episode One, there are three. Yeah, would have been a nice little nice little touch. Keep three going. That would have been sick. He could have been the one. Um, because I don't necessarily, I don't like the office scene where mace dies i don't like yeah, that scene necessarily it well because we just don't like mace no we just don't, we just don't like him so that's why we don't we don't like that scene it's like if it was any other jedi i'd be like Say, yeah, that's fine saying that with that hat on is crazy <laughs> <laughs> all right bud <laughs> um next question what's your opinion on the morality of the your hat too, by the way. <laughs> it is my hat. So tcomerch.com. <laughs> um, what's your opinion on the morality of the rebellion's use of guerrilla tactics against the end uh, against the empire? Do the ends justify the means in their fight for freedom? That's a good question Absolutely. for you as a political guy. Yeah, freedom isn't free. Freedom isn't free, and the, the 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 rebels were fighting a fight that they could never win. No. Which, in the grand scheme of things, I still think they lost. Even though they did defeat the Empire, they blew up the second Death Star with Whoopee. the Emperor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and only to make things worse. And guess like, what? The way they run things. Thrawn's back, motherfuckers. <laughs> After they were told, Thrawn's coming back, they're just like... Eh, Thrawn's back, back, motherfuckers. Yeah, the Empire yeah, is back, yeah. baby. So. <laughs> <laughs> the boys the are back in town. <laughs> yeah. I bet there's so um, many, like, pro-Empire 
red hat wearers. They're like, hell yeah, brother. Empire's back. <laughs> Empire Day. I love it. Yeah. We're um, roasting Bantha tonight. Well, that's the thing is the Empire, like, <laughs> the Empire provided so many jobs for people and, mm -hmm. like, the Galactic, I mean, okay, I'm not going to go super <laughs> into it, but I mean, going back to the question, do you justify the global warfare? Sure. You gotta do what you gotta do. I mean, Saw Guerrera, like, everyone villainizes this guy, and yeah, I mean, he's an extremist. Mm -hmm. But, you know, he's, he's doing what he's gotta do. And that yeah. goes back to what I was saying about the older public, but you have, you have people that are portrayed as villains at heart. Good guy. Maybe they go around, they go about their intentions the wrong way, but they mean well. And mm -hmm. then vice versa. You got good people that are just doing evil. Oppenheimer, solid. Hey, he's kind of a kind of a wild guy. He's cheating on his wife, but yeah, never mind. Bad example. With a commie. Yeah, with a fucking commie. With, with a separatist. Yeah. <laughs> but um, um, yeah. So I I think it's fine. I mean, I think that the rebels. I mean, look how they brought down the AT-ATs. Yeah. They literally use cargo cables to bind their legs. And I, I don't think that's how they were like meant for. Those were literally meant for hauling cargo. I think they're always <laughs> represented well. Like in Rogue One, they genuinely look like terrorists. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, even even in Star Wars Rebels, I mean, when you look at the Re Rebel fleet, not like the actual fleet, fleet, but like you look at their ships, they're using cargo ships. They're using whatever they can, you know, get their hands on and weaponize and use it because you're you're up against the empire they have money they have weapons they have unlimited supply of troops like what do you do against unlimited like you get whatever mm -hmm. you can get, you know you make the best of what you got so, <laughs> no that's so. true um uh question seven yeah, i'm seven. curious about your take on the politics of stars so here we go uh do you think the galaxy would have been better off uh with more decentralized government or was the Republic's downfall inevitable? It surely wasn't inevitable. <sighs> like... So, going back to the old Republic, politics are way more interesting, and I think they make way more sense in the old Republic, because you actually have separate governments. You have a Sith homeworld, the Sith capital. They have a capital mm -hmm. um, called Droman Kass. Great planet. Awesome. Great planet. Um, love the sushi. <laughs> love the sushi. Lightning storms 24-7. Can't miss it. <laughs> um, so the Sith have their own capital. The Sith have their own planet. They have their own system of planets. They're organized, right? Then you have the Jedi. Same exact thing. So you have, like, you have two governments that are clashing. You have the Sith Empire... Um, and the Republic, the Republic have the Jedi, the Sith Empire have their own troops, and they also have the Sith. Um, and I kind of feel like with the Galactic Republic and the Jedi, uh, and, um, the G Galactic Civil War, you know, being the original trilogy, it always feels like you only have one government in power, and the other one's trying to catch up and you know capture the flag so to speak mm -hmm. so in the prequels you have the sith trying to undermine and underthrow the Jedi, which is crazy you have two you literally have two people trying to take that entire government rule two um and then it flips and now you have a ragtag group of rebels trying to take down an empire 
mm-hmm. to which it flips again to the New Republic trying to be taken down by Thrawn. Um, so it so going into the politics because that was the whole thing. I just feel like in the old Republic, when you had two separate governments, it wasn't as convoluted. It felt like it felt like you just had two different parties, two different countries at war. Obviously, it wasn't countries, but you have two different factions, two different plant sets of planets and systems. Yes, yeah, system. at war with each other. But the interesting part was the Sith and the Jedi in the old Republic were always at war with each other. Like they hated each other, but they weren't always at war. So, what's your take on that, Tico? It's cut and dry, really. Um, a lot of gray area in the Galactic Republic era. It's a lot more black and white in the Old Republic. Yeah. Um, and just in the middle, it doesn't like mingle. It kind of flip-flops period to period in the middle. Because when it gets to a thousand years before, when it's uh, Darth Bane... It's like, it's a lot more gray than it was. It starts to skew a lot more Mm -hmm. to the Jedi side. Because that's when the Jedi, that's when the Sith started to go extinct. Yeah, and then 300 years before the Skywalker saga, it's back to a more black and white um, system where the Sith are extinct. You know, they don't exist. Our Our only issue is with because I think from the end of the Sith, they were trying to just get everyone into the Republic that they could. And the longer people were in the Republic, the more they wanted to leave it, the more they wanted to you know, stop buying into this system that they view as corrupt, where uh, a Republic doesn't just become corrupt overnight. Like, that happens the slow burn. in decades and centuries. Um it's it's more common knowledge than not that the republic is corrupt they know they're corrupt they know there's corruption in it that's why nothing really gets done that's why nothing happens so the politics are a lot more fun in my eyes in and about the corruption more than it was when it was um republic against the sith I can see that. Like I said, I just think I, I, I'm just a huge fan of the old Republic, and I think that. Oh, I am too. I'm not saying one's ass. You, you just have two governments. It's just yeah. like, like I said, like it just feels like the, the prequels and the Galactic Republic. It just feels like capture the flag. It just feels like someone's just trying to someone's just trying to grab the flag and hold on before they lose it to yeah the people they took it from previously. So kind of a passing of the torch back and forth. Do you think it would have been cooler if? Palpatine was awarded his powers, gave them up, and then somehow like ran for a second time when no one ever did that before. Do you think that would have been cooler? Or the way that he maintained his powers, just eliciting his um, manipulation and his control and stuff? I think the way he did it was fine because it, it, it's very reminiscent of World War II. Yeah. Um, you know, we we had a president that went past his term, but that was because we we're at war, so it was an exception. But you know, people were concerned that hey, like, but he said, you know, once war's over, I'm no longer president. So, um, 
and I think I think with Palpatine, that's that's it's interesting because it's like you gave him power, and ultimately he is the enemy. And then Dooku's dead. Okay, Grievous is dead. Okay, and give up the power, and he's like, no. And I think that's just. I think that just goes to show, like, with Palpatine, and not just Palpatine, with anybody. And, you know, if, if your opponent ever is making a mistake, it doesn't matter what it is, but if your enemies are making a mistake, don't interrupt them. Let them keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And I think this is what he did. I, I think it's fine. No, that's true. It's really true. Do you... Do you think Palpatine celebrated? Like, went back to his... Dude, Big I think he house. threw a hella crazy party with all sorts of Twi'leks and all of his old college buddies. They had a frat party in that office. I, I do. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. For sure. But do you think? Down. Do you think just to himself, like where he leaves Palpatine, becomes Sidious, and is like, "Fuck yeah, we fucking did it. I'm fucking yeah. Chancellor." Robot Chicken, probably yeah. I definitely he probably, think so. He probably he probably went out of his office at that big window to start flipping random cars off there flying past them. Mm -hmm. Been like, yep, you're new emperor. I want to know more about like his cabinet because his cabinet knew the plan the whole time. <laughs> Weird bunch of dudes, but yeah. I want to know this that yeah. kind of story too. Um, last question. I took two out. We'll put it to the next uh, next mailbag. Okay. If you could choose a mentor from the Star Wars universe to train you in the ways of the Force, who would it be and what lessons do you think they'd emphasize? I'll take away ways of the I'm, Force if you don't want to. I'm going to... No, 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 no. I, I know what I'm going to do. I know what I'm going to say. What I'm going to say. Um, if I was going to choose a mentor to train me in the ways of the Force... Force not being capitalized. Uh, I'm Django. He can teach me how to use force. For sure. Not the force, just force. <laughs> so you want to learn to be a bounty hunter from Django? Well, I mean, he he's he he's taken down Jedi. I mean, and Boba, clone of him, no problem taking down Jedi. So I think... Uh, <laughs> I think learning some off-meta skills would come in handy and catch people <laughs> off guard for sure. 100%. What's that over there? <laughs> Easy. Exactly. Um, also, I, I think um, something that any bounty hunter did, and I think this would be like such a cool invention, is you know you're like you're on a hot it's a hot day you grab your. Uh, you're gonna get a bottle of whatever and it's like oh damn it's not cool and you you know you just get your little carbonite freeze <laughs> perfectly chilled <laughs> one little spray of carbonite you're like damn jedi don't even have that oh l nerds yeah um what about you who's your mentor i think i would pick dooku hmm, okay he started the whole thing you know yeah i want to see what I want to see what nectar he was mixing with, you know. I want to see what the OG recipe tasted like, you know, rather than being passed down to three or four cooks. You you saw what happened to Asajj and uh, Savage, right? Yeah, 
No, I'm saying, like, Dooku. Let me be his last Padawan. You know? Qui-Gon okay. grew up. He, he yeah. wants one more. <laughs> I come out to... Are you an old Dooku where he's just like, uh... I want <laughs> born... Yeah. I want born in the USA to pop out. <laughs> like, be the first oh, Jedi boy. from Earth. That'd be sick. Yeah. That'd be sick. I'd be kind of, I'd be kind of crazy. <laughs> what up, Dooku? My so Skrilla? you're the, you're the first Jedi born from Earth. You learned from Dooku. <laughs> Which MLB team are you signing with? The Dodgers. Deferred. Oh my god, the hell out of here. <laughs> Deferred payments. <laughs> Deferred payments. I'll 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 collect my eighty mil and uh, zero BBY. It's actually it's actually a good deal for him though. If you look at it long run, like <laughs> it's actually really safe for him. Mm hmm. So. But yeah, that's a whole nother thing. Shout out Shohei Otani. Shout out Star Wars. Shout out you guys. 19, more than 19 weeks, but 19 episodes is pretty cool. Episode 20 will be on the 3rd of January. Appreciate you guys for hanging out with us for over two hours. We were planning on making this an hour show, but it just ran. But it's it's cool. It was a good discussion. Yeah, we started talking about politics. <laughs> But we'll catch you guys next time on the Archives Podcast. Make sure to drop a like, subscribe, leave it a five-star review, share it with your homies, and have a good new year. Merry Christmas, and hope you have tons of really cool gifts. Bye-bye. Peace.